listeners, you're welcome to Family Alive Ministry, a.k.a. FAM. God began the world with a family, and it must be our goal to maintain that plan. A godly family will produce a godly world. We hope as you listen to this message, the vision to restore God's plan in families would be impressed on your heart. Now, today's message. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So, we are looking at the theme, Victory. And today we'll look at victory through fasting and prayer. Or victory through prayer and fasting. Because tomorrow, by the grace of God, we are embracing fasting 2.0. Yes. Uh, in case you don't know, we'll have another fast. That is 3.0. Yeah. And uh, because we increase from glory to glory, that one we may do 14 days, you know, so just prepare. It may be around December 25th, thereabouts. So. <laughs> no, but if we are having fasting 2.0 now, when do you think we should have fasting 3.0? At the end of the year. It will be so. Yeah. It will be so. So we are looking at victory through prayer and fasting. And I want us to read a passage from Mark chapter 9, verses 14 to 29. Mark 9, 14 to 29. That story follows after the transfiguration. Hallelujah. All right. So we are going to read together. Amen. Um, so that those who read their Bibles once in a week on Sundays will be blessed. But they are not in this church. Amen. So, Mark 9, 14. Can we read together? One, two, go.
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can you give a clap offering unto the Lord? And welcome to our online viewers. Amen. Church on the net. Hallelujah. Our focus will be on two verses, mainly Mark 9, 19 and Mark 9, 29. Mark 9, 19 and Mark chapter 9, verse 29. Hallelujah. Tell someone we have the victory. The weather is cold, so you have to shake someone and tell them we have the victory. Hallelujah. We are the church triumphant. I mean, as long as God is concerned, we have won. That is the mind of God. And that's why a prophet can tell you that you are a great man. And you can look at yourself, realize that you don't even have a bicycle that you can call your own. But the prophet is looking at you and he's saying you're a great man. Because for God, everything is in the present tense. Even the future is in the present tense. He can see and declare the end even from the beginning. Are we together? So we have the victory. So what we are going to deal about, with or talk about is not a matter of the ideal state of the church. It is not about how God sees the church per se. Because that is established. But it is how to become that which God has said or God has already declared about us what Jesus has already done amen have we not read that the word says um, ye are gods and all of you are children of the most high but you die like men gods don't die like men but I said they do not know neither do they understand so there's a gap between what God has said and what we are and that's what we are going to do this morning. And I just want to start by saying that faith people pray and faith people fast. Amen. Because sometimes when we stretch the reality of the new creation, we have a certain audacity even to say that Jesus has done everything, so don't fast. Which is in the extreme. When I was reading some uh, the account of one apostle who was into the occult for years the occult grandmaster now in Christ that's the name, the title of the book he said that there was a time that they wanted to attack Idahosa and they declared a one year fast yes, when he was in the occult so demons are fasting you don't want to fast share they declared a one-year fast. Why? Because it was in Dahosa. So they had to declare a one-year fast. And this was an agent of the devil. So people of faith fast. Mark 9.19, he answered and said unto them, Oh, faithless generation, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear? with you bring him to me oh faithless generation then in verse 29 he says that but this kind but this kind so still speaking to the generation that is supposed to have faith he says that this one does not go out only by faith as for this one you can't just get up and declare this one you have faith faith is what will cause you to move and speak to the thing but that which will consolidate your faith is prayer with fasting attached. Are we together? Amen. 
I'm going to end shortly. Don't worry. Ish. <laughs> when God wants to help anyone, he sends the person his word. Please, you can write that down. If God wants to help you, God wants to do something new in your life, he'll send you his word. The Bible says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was nothing made which has been made. In him was life and this life was the light of men. In him was life and this life is the light of men. How much word a person has determines how much life, the life of God, the person has. Because pregnant with the life of God, or how should I put it? The word of God, <laughs> the word of God is, is filled with God's life. Yeah. And the word of God is the conduit of his spirit. The word of God is the conduit of God's spirit. Ezekiel 2, 2, he said, the spirit entered into me when he spoke. So the channel through which God dispenses his spirit is his word. Anytime God wants to help you, he'll give you his word. Because his word has his life and his life is light. Our world is, I mean, it's full of darkness. And so we need light. This is not how God created it to be in the beginning but once sin entered we are moving from one state of darkness to another state and to the point where we'll be raptured and uh, the whole world will be destroyed this earth will be destroyed there'll be a new heaven and a new earth you know so the darkness is increasing and god is still in the business of releasing his word because his word contains his life and his life is light. Are you with me? Please follow. And we'll know why we are supposed to fast very soon. I mean, that's the main reason why we are here. But I just want to share one or two things with us. So in Psalm 119, verse 130, it says, The entrance of your word brings light. It brings illumination. Because that is all you need. Prosperity is a form of light. Healing is a form of light. Now, sometimes when I watch Pastor Chris ministering to the sick, I ask myself, what kind of audacity is this? Because some of the conditions, eh, you want to pray in the secret place and try, and when it works, then you come and give a testimony. But this one is live on camera. And well, you can choose not to believe it, but it works for people. Sometimes when you see the videos before and after, You'll be amazed. But healing is a form of light. To have that audacity to walk to someone who is sick and release healing, you must have light. Prosperity is a form of light. It's, it's, it's a type of light. If you don't have it, you walk in the darkness of poverty. But those who have that light, they walk in prosperity. Peace is a form of light. Joy is a form of light. A happy marriage is a form of light. 
a working relationship is a form of light. Amen. Dominion is a form of light. And all this comes from God because God is light. And as long as we are surrounded by darkness, we need his light. But his light is in his word. Because in his word is his life. In him was life, and this life was the light of man. This is the entrance of your word. It gives light, it gives illumination. It brings understanding. Understanding is a form of light. If you don't have it, I mean, you may struggle with a lot of things. Men who don't have understanding will just yell at their wives because the light is not there. Please follow. I think you can just look at me. Amen. Women who don't have understanding do also beat their husbands. Don't say, hey, some women beat their husbands. It's not only the men who beat their wives. Yeah. But when you have light, you know how to solve situations because understanding is light. So you don't live in the darkness of conflict. You move out of it by the light which you have received. The devil does not understand any language apart from power. Right. He doesn't understand chi, ga, fafra, but power. And power is a form of light, actually. Amen. In Psalm 62 verse 1, the Bible says that God has spoken once, twice have I heard this that power belongs to God. So anytime God speaks, we must hear twice. God will speak once. The first hearing is the hearing of the ear. The second hearing is the hearing of the heart. What is happening here is we are hearing, that's the first hearing. It says God has spoken, but I've heard it twice. The second hearing is the hearing of the heart. And that is what brings the illumination. When it says the entrance of your word brings light, it's not talking about the word entering your ear, but it's the word entering your heart. That is what brings the illumination. That is what brings the light. Are we together? So once God has spoken, but I have heard it twice, that power belongs to God. We are a powerful church. Amen. I mean, we are full of power. When I was preparing about um, two days ago, and I was just wondering, what, what should I talk about? What should I talk about? One of the things that the Lord was bringing my mind to was the fact that there are a lot of distractions, you know, around. And we need to train our hearts to hear. Okay. Interestingly, this morning, this dawn, I woke up with a dream or a revelation. And um, I saw myself driving. My wife was at the front seat. And we're on the motorway. And she kept whispering, 
whispering to me, trying to draw my attention to something. So when I shifted my attention to look at her, the car crashed. So when I woke up, I said, what is this? Because we're going to use the motorway to church this morning. But the understanding the Spirit of God gave to me was that when you get distracted, that's when you crash. Yeah. And for the modern day church, it's not so much about sin per se. No. But distractions. Distractions. As for sin, when we are able to get to a certain state, we will exercise dominion over sin. I'm just abiding with the Lord. You will not have appetite for certain things. When people ask, so how come you don't do these songs? And It's because the fire in your bones is quenching. When the fire is a, is a light, a flame, some things will naturally not come to you. Yeah. I mean, the other day, the Lord was speaking to me through the conversation. I had the conversation with, with um, Pastor George. He was talking about different lights, intensities. Yeah. It was our driver who was asking our questions. You know, and when Osofo began to speak, I realized that no, this is truth. This bulb is lighted. But you can't use this for the stadium. And you can't use the lights you use in the stadium to light the field for people to play at night in the church. Because the intensity is different. If you use it in your bedroom, it will affect you. It's not true. Yeah. So there are different intensities. And a believer can get to a place where you, feel, you still have light. But the light you have, it does not have the intensity that matches with the darkness in the environment. So sin is not the issue. I mean, once you are born again, you are going to heaven. But that is not the issue. We are in this earth to exercise dominion. So, one thing the enemy is good at doing is to make sure we are distracted. It's not about sin. As for sin, when we stay with the Lord, we will not sin. The Bible says that whatever is born of God cannot sin because his seed, the sperma, remains in him. But the seed is not enough. What we want to see is a tree with fruits that can be a blessing to many, not a seed. What good is a seed? Even if it is not edible. There are seeds that you can chew. There are seeds you don't eat. Some seeds have to be planted for us to get a tree with fruits. So when he says that his seed remains in him, he says you have come as the beginning stage, but you need to go through a process to assume the ideal, the mind I have about you. And so we start with faith because you have to be born again, but you must grow in love. When you grow in love, perfect love casts out fear. Everything will fall down. Everything will go. Because now you are becoming more like the Christ. So, distractions. And that's why we are going to fast this week. Yeah. Distractions. So when you are distracted, you will crash. And sometimes we must learn to get to a place of quietness where we just learn to um, what was the appropriate word? 
is it to control or to tamper our hearts? Because the world can get noisy. And look, I love to dance, jump, even though I don't know how to dance. My wife is still teaching me how to dance, you know. Yeah. But there's a place for quiet songs. There's a place for quiet songs because they will help you to mellow and become pensive so you can learn to keep your heart in a certain state so you can meditate. And um, the Lord is helping us. <laughs> Amen. Another thing I wrote down is secret things are shared in secret places. Secret things are shared in secret places. Psalm 91 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This is Psalm 25, verse 19. It says, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. So God has secrets. We all can say God loves me, but we understand the love differently. God has secrets. Church, may we be a people who know the secrets of the Lord. Who are not comfortable with what any other Christian knows. I don't want to say any ordinary Christian because once you are born again, you are a special person. Hallelujah. But may we be a people who crave for the secrets of the Lord. Because God has secrets. And once in a while, he reveals his secrets to the prophets. Not soothsayers, but prophets. Yeah. A prophet must be a friend of God. But seeing is not doesn't make you a prophet. Even fetish priests can see. When children are young and they are pure, they see a lot of things. They see angels. It doesn't make them prophets. Prophets are friends of God. I'm trying to say that you must be a friend of God to be a prophet. Not every prophet is a friend of God. Yeah. Now, I said before that we are a prophetic people. Like people who work with the Lord from church. That's how come our marriages are working. <laughs> okay? Yeah. In this church, marriages work. Families work. Because we work with the Lord. That's the kind of church you are in. Okay? We are a prophetic people. And we must crave for the secrets of the Lord. Because God has secrets. Says that the secrets of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. He will show them his covenant. He will show them his covenant. But secret things are shared in secret places. You don't discuss secret things on the streets. Sometimes when you're about to say something, someone will, will step on you and say, Hey, I have a question. There are things you don't say outwardly. When two people who have, you know, 
learned to amalgamate to a very large extent. They are, they are, even when they are communicating in public, you will not know because they know how to dwell in the secret place together. So they are communicating. They are sitting with you. They are quiet, but they are talking between themselves. God also has secrets. And this week, we are going to know the secrets of the Lord because we are going to get into fasting and prayer. Hallelujah. What does fasting do? Fasting humbles our soul. The soul is the seat of the intellect, the will, and the emotions. The feelings, mood, temperament. I mean, someone can say, as for me, this is how I am. Personality types. But when your soul is humble, you don't say, this is how I am. You ask yourself, is this how the Lord is? In marriage, it is good to say, I love you for who you are. But not to say, love me for who I am. Let me take it again. In marriage, it is good to say, I love you for who you are, but not to say, love me for who I am. The one who says, I love you for who you are, is growing in love and making adjustments for the other person. The other person who says, love me for who I am, is selfish. I don't want to change. This is how I came. And he said, you love me, so take me as I am. And you see, I know you are, you are thinking about what I'm, I've said. Because you've heard it. You've heard some, I mean, acclaimed counselors even say it. You know, this is who I am. So if you can't love me the way I am. No, it's not like that. You must adjust and become more like the Christ. You can't say, this is who I am. So take me like that. Become better. So it's good to say, I love you for who you are. That is someone deciding that I am making room for all of you, but not love me for who I am. No. When we fast, our soul is humbled. The feelings become less in expression they will be there but they will be expressed at the right time amen if we have been dealing with some issues for a long time fasting can take those issues away i mean there are other blessings of fasting but this morning i'm not here for that i mean you can fast and a certain miracle will appear but the focus of our fast i'll tell you at the end of the message but i'm sure you are getting it yeah so our soul is humble the flesh is changed when we fast fasting helps us to hear from god clearly and get his direction isaiah 58 verses 11 
Ezra 8, 21. Fasting helps us to hear from God clearly and get his direction. Isaiah 58, verse 1, verse 11. Now, Isaiah 58 talks about the kind of fast God wants. At the end, he says that the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. The Lord will guide you continually. I usually say that God does not speak all the time. There are times you want to hear from God and He's quiet because He just wants you to learn how to wait. But God speaks and He speaks at strategic moments. So it's not as though God is not speaking, but we must learn to hear Him. It says the Lord will guide you. What is guidance if you are not following? So if there's guidance, it means we are following. And this comes after fasting. When he says the Lord will guide you. So fasting helps us to hear God clearly and to know his will or his direction. Fasting helps us or helps set us up for victory in life's battles. Fasting sets us up. The victory was won more than 2,000 years ago. But we have to be set up for the victory. You know? And one of the ways by which we do that is through fasting. Because when you fast, of course, you hear God. So you become more prophetic in your decisions. There are places you don't need to invest. Because you invest and men's God will happen. But when you hear God, you know where to move your money and when to move it. Fasting sets us up for victory. Judges chapter 20, verses 26 to 35. The children of Israel had lost two battles, but when they fasted, they won. Amen. The scripture for fasting humbling our soul is Psalm 69 verse 10. It said, I humbled my soul with fasting. I humbled my soul with fasting. Right. So the focus of our fast for this week is intimacy with God. Amen. Intimacy with God. Um, as it stands, I don't even really, really know how the prayer topics will look like. But we want to learn and train ourselves in how to just wait. Intimacy is one of the ways by which God releases his power. Every Christian is powerful. A prayerless Christian is not less powerful than the one who prays because our power is in the Christ. We shouldn't make it look like we have power because of something we do. So every Christian is powerful. But the release of power in people's lives is not the same. Like I said, you see people walk in certain degrees of miracles and miracles can be provoked. 
Miracles can be worked out. And that's why the Bible calls some people workers of miracles. Because they know the spiritual protocols to engage for miracles to happen. So miracles can be worked out. Miracles can be calculated. But not every Christian knows how. Are we together? God does not have favorites. Every child of God is a special child of God. But God has people who have learned to work with him to a very large extent. And the place they work in cannot be equal to where other people work in. I mean, this is a fact. I was sharing with Pastor George and some people about Paul. How that Paul was stoned to die. And when the Jews stone you, they want to kill you. So they will not throw pebbles at you. They will throw rocks. They are stoning you to kill you. The Bible says that after stoning Paul, they left him to die. That's how it is read. But what it means is that he was at a point where he couldn't have recovered. But when the disciples surrounded Paul, he just got up. That's a dimension of power. This same Paul, he was beaten by a viper. What did he do? He just shook the viper off his hand, fell into the fire and died. And the people were waiting for Paul to swell up and die. I mean, the doctor is here. When the viper bites you, what happens? How long will it take? You will die quickly. But Paul did not die. Because even his flesh was changed. His physical body was changed. And Christians today are dying of mosquitoes. You know? But we are all special children of God. We all have the victory. We all have the victory. When we spend time with God, we are changed. And this week, we are going to learn to quiet ourselves to spend time with God. I mean, when you become a mother, you realize that it's not everything you rush your children to the hospital. There are things you just have to put your hand on them and say you are healed. It's not everything that will make you agitated. No, no, no. It's not everything that will make you... Someone say, okay, no hospital, but drugstore. No. There are, there are things... You, you, you absorb some of the things. Because you don't know how to deal with it. So you just absorb it. It leaves there and it comes to you. And you deal with it. Jesus is Lord. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our social media websites on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Family Alive Ministry. Please subscribe, follow, like, and share. God bless you and have a great week.